everybody. Uh, I'm over here cooking dinner with hooks, rubs, and spices. Uh, B-Rob turned me on to this stuff, and i tell you what, it's great. It's a homemade blend of the finest ingredients sourced from Texas gardens, farmers, and markets. And it's some good shit. i tell you what, try the smoking sweetness, or you can try Hoppy's favorite, the Mad Cow, which is a nice peppery slap in the face. <laughs> One taste, and you'll be hooked. Hooks, rubs, and spices. You are now listening to Random Ramblings What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first-time listener, I'd like to thank you for giving my show a try. And if anybody recommended you to me, tell that person if you're in Well, don't tell them shit. Tell them thank you. I'm about to say don't tell them shit, but tell them thank you. But if you're in that general vicinity, give them a crisp high five. But if you don't happen to be in that general vicinity, use your social media app of choice to where it be Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, you Snapchat that pussy, uh, TikTok or whatever to have you um, send them a DM, you know, professionally. Don't send them that, you know, that slick DM where you kind of slide in there or whatever. And you got some, uh, you know, lustful intentions send them a DM, let them know that you appreciate them for referring you to me because I appreciate it too and I like somebody to tell them thank you for referring you to me and I'm saying thank you for referring you to me. I said a lot of referrals out to you. If you use the promo code 3R show for that referral, you get a high five from me. So there you go. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of social media, you can follow the Random Rambles with Rob on a lot of social media platforms to be like Facebook. You can just type in Random Rambles with Rob or th- Facebook.com forward slash 3R show. You can find me on Instagram using the hashtag 3R show or hashtag Walmart log. And I seen on Twitter that coming up in December, they're going to be eradicating uh, inactive accounts. So if you got an account that you ain't using, you know, everybody got a burner account or something. They're going to be getting rid of those things so they can free up um, usernames for new people and whatnot. And I wish they would do that shit on Instagram because I wouldn't be giving you motherfucking hashtags because it got a bastard on there that has at 3R show. And that son of a bitch I ain't even posted since 2017. You sorry, son of a bitch. But anyway, you can also follow me on Twitter at 3R show. And I think that's about it because you can find everything else on randomrobcast.com. My forehead sweating kind of made me angry. Every time I think about Instagram, I think about that shit. But anyway, I have a guest with me joining me on the pod this evening. My pre pre Thanksgiving because Mrs. B-Rob has to work on Thanksgiving. And uh, we started early tonight because she started cooking. And I was like, well, fuck it. You done, done you done finished everything. Why don't we just eat now and have leftovers tomorrow on Thanksgiving Eve? And then on Thanksgiving, I plan on going to somebody else's house to eat some of their food. So I'm going to have like leftovers on top of leftovers. And I'm just going to be no good on Friday at work. I'm going to just be slumped over in the corner somewhere. But anyway, I, I, I digress. <laughs> My guest joining me today 
is um, from a podcast that I've seen as I grew as a podcast. I think they've been around a little bit longer than me, if I'm not mistaken, because I, I go through the catalog and everything. I see they got more episodes published than I, th- I think I have. So one half of the Amish baby machine pop culture pop podcast. I was about to say pop popcast podcast. I'm sorry, I've been drinking. It's pre Thanksgiving, pre pre Thanksgiving. Dax, how are you, sir? What's up? I'm excited to be on your powerful episode. There's a lot of peas when you pop those peas. I pop know. culture podcast. And you know, I was listening to your show earlier, kind of in preparation for this, and I fucked up. You you kind of led with it when you um said hello. I wanted to throw extra peas in there because you host a powerful podcast. Yes, it is the most powerful podcast ever created. The Amish baby machine. You are correct, sir. <laughs> and it, it tickles me every time that when I was listening to the episodes that powerful podcast, powerful merch, powerful news outlet. You you just have all kinds of power in your broadcasting skills. It is. It's it's very powerful. It's it's much like a supplement. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like Viagra podcast. You know what I'm saying? Word. It's empowering. Now. We we talk about Viagra and a little bit of Cialis and everything, but is it on par with Blue Chew? Are you familiar with Blue Chew? Is that one of your advertisers? Yes, that's why I bring it up. You can go to bluechew.com and use promo code RANDOM and you can get your first order free. You only had to pay $5 shipping. <laughs> that was a powerful segue. A man, you and you teed it up like a champ. That's why you yep. have one of the most powerful podcasts in the realm of podcasts. It ain't just hype. It's the word. It's the truth. So I already kind of alluded to it in the beginning or whatever before we started recording proper. Why the Amish baby machine? <laughs> where did it come from? Yes. So one night I was playing Call of Duty and I was eating a lot of macaroni and cheese. Oh, we just talked I, about that. <laughs> yeah, just right before we went on the air, we were talking about powerful uh, the mac and cheese. And I ate too much mac and cheese and I just passed out. And then I had like vivid dreams and the concept of Amish baby machine just came to me. And that was it. Word. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, you you think about the Amish, they don't they don't embrace the modern technology as a you know religion based or whatever. I mean, I may be misquoting it or whatever because I don't know shit about it other than what I've seen in Kingpin, and <laughs> and they have a lot of cheering because they don't have shit else to do and they married and they go by the book and the good book say you can fuck all you want if you're married. So I mean, that's kind of what they do. <laughs> It's a powerful way to live, isn't it? Yes. I mean, and they are powerful people because they're raising barns with their bare hands and shit. Raise the roof. Yeah. Raise the barn roof. Exactly. But yeah, we are a powerful pop culture podcast. And when I say pop culture, that way it, it leaves it open. I like to talk about everything. I like to talk about food, movie, TV shows, music. I don't like to be, uh, you know, locked in. Like if you're you're this podcast, you're that podcast. Mm-hmm. We go off on powerful tangents. We talk about everything and then eventually we'll get back on track. Do you think there's any powerful, um, what was that true crime podcast out there? Now true, uh, true crime. That's, that's pretty hot right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, and there is some stuff I'd, I'd, I'd like to talk about, you know, eventually on some podcast. Mm-hmm. So some people, you know, they get into the whole, 
they they have the music and it's a nice production. That's kind of cool. I, I think if we did it, it'd be more just like dudes talking about crime. Yeah. Now, ha- have you ever plot and schemed on to you know to actually conduct a crime? You know, Whoa. Hypothetically, hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Uh, what would your ultimate crime be? I don't know. Um, obviously, it would be some involving some monies because I need plenty of that. Patreon ain't hitting like it's supposed to. <laughs> but um, come on, guys. What do you call your fans here? We call ours the flock of Amish. What do you call your listeners? Motherfuckers. Whoa. <laughs> Three X's. <laughs> the Rob Zombies? Yeah, that'd be sweet. Oh, <laughs> snap. You know what? Oh, shit. I'm, I'm taking that. <laughs> yeah. I, give I, give I Rob money. That. He needs it. I appreciate that. That you, that was a man that hit me. That hit me in the in the chest right there when you said that. Well, that's what it is. It's not uh, It's not hyperbole. We are the most powerful podcast ever created. Man. You, and you noticed that. You you felt the power. Man, yeah, it did. I mean, I'm I'm just blessed with all the the Amish baby machine juice. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you believe in vibrations? Like, like, do you ever think about someone and they, they text you or call you? Or do you ever think about your lady friend or whatever? And they, she gets a hold of you. Do you believe in vibrations? Yes, I, I, I truly do. Um, me and my wife, we over the years that has grown stronger between us or whatever. Because I could be like doing something. I'm like, I need to text her to see what's going on. And right as I'm formulating the text, I get a text from her. She's like, "Hey, how you doing?" And I was like, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> exactly. I, I actually believe in that. I mean, there's no way to prove it. It's it's like God, but I believe in vibrations. And, and like with our podcast, I like to just to talk about stuff and, and not get too heavy. I don't like to get negative. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you rant. You know, you yeah, get yeah. pissed off. Someone cuts you off in traffic. But I like to be positive like that, you know, good vibrations like the, the Beach Boys or even Marky Mark, you know. <laughs> I believe in that. So when I podcast, I, I want it to be good vibrations, good talk. And and I, I think it reaches people and they like it. Yeah. And then you talk about good vibrations on another note or whatever. I watch professional wrestling and there's a wrestler by the name of Shinsuke Nakamura and he does this move that he calls the good vibrations. It's basically you knock you down in the corner and you put his uh, foot on your neck and you just kind of gyrate and shake and everything. And they call that good vibrations. But now, currently, he's a bad guy. So when he does it, it's called bad vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> He's a heel now? Yes. Oh, you, you know a little bit of the lingo. Are we a wrestling fan as well? Well, Minnesota, <clears throat> we'll edit out those coughs. Minnesota is the home of the AWA. Mm-hmm. Jesse, Jesse the Body Ventura. I mean, everyone came out of Minnesota. Greg Gagne, the, the, the Road Warriors. We have uh, Hulk Hogan even wrestled up here. Boo. I mean, Minnesota is huge. I mean, if you look at uh, uh, Mr. Perfect, mm-hmm. they're all, you wouldn't believe how many wrestlers coming out of Minnesota. And you, you haven't, you didn't mention the blatant obvious right now. I'm, I'm going to give you a second to think about it. Who do you think I'm talking about? Well, who? There's so many. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> well, exactly. There you go. I mean, I, I was thinking more like, you know, old school, but Classic, yeah, Brock yeah. Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a powerful individual. <laughs> he is, yes. But then, uh, but but I I got to think back to that uh, the the fight, the ultimate fight with uh, Kane Vasquez. Yeah, he was. Talk about how everything comes full circle, MMA, and then they go right into wrestling. But 
I remember I bought that pay-per-view and all set up. I had everything set up, my my food, drink, everything, and then that fight was over. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I could say the same thing because, you know, he came back to wrestling and whatnot. And that's kind of how it was for me. We have a whole two, three-hour pay-per-view, and that's the main event. And I'm all set, and I'm hyped up on Mountain Dew and shit. And the match over in like 30 seconds. I'm like, oh. I know. Dude, no lie. I remember, I forget which match it was that he had, but I stood in front of my television and I, you know, had the camera in selfie mode and I was recording a video when the match started. Like, as soon as the bell rung, I started the, um, because from what I did for that whole pay per view, when the match was starting, I would give my prediction on who would win. And as soon as I started the video, you know, they rang the bell. I was, you know, laying out who he was facing and about to get my prediction, and the match was over. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did that make you feel? I don't know. It was a powerful prediction. It was. It was a <laughs> powerful predicament, sounds like. Exactly. It messed up my whole video. <laughs> so who who got you into wrestling? Like, who? what's your earliest memories of wrestling? Oh, here we go. We just had this conversation on the last podcast. Um and, you know, and people that listen to my show famously know that I got into pro wrestling not because of pro wrestling, if that makes any sense. I got into pro wrestling because of Hulk Hogan, the actor, not the wrestler. Thunder lips? <laughs> well, it, it, some of that, yeah. I seen him in like his other movies like uh, Suburban Commando, Mr. Nanny, Goddamn the TV show that they had, the Thunder in Paradise and shit. Oh yeah, classic with the the boat. Yep. So I seen a lot of that stuff before I seen Hulk Hogan the wrestler. I happened to be in a video store trying to find more Hulk Hogan movies, and I seen a box that said WrestleMania with him ripping the shirt, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then that's where it was. No, <laughs> oh, so he's your favorite? No. <laughs> oh, that just got you into it. Yeah, that just got me there. I mean, now he's a sorry son of a bitch, you know, calling calling us the N-word and everything. And then came back to apologize, but didn't apologize and just said, just be careful who's around you. You never know who's recording. So he never said, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yes. So who is your who's your go to wrestler then? Um, I'm gonna always say Shawn Michaels. Oh, good choice. Yeah, that 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 that's been my dude. Favorite WrestleManias out of all of them so far is uh, twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six. Because twenty four is when he faced Ric Flair in his retirement match. Twenty five is when he faced the Undertaker the first time. Twenty six is the you know the second time he faced the Undertaker. That's like my favorite three WrestleManias ever. So, uh, who do you think who's the most overrated wrestler? No shit. I mean, I don't know. That's I, I can't really call it. Um, like who's played out to you? Who's like, yeah, all the right, motherfucking we, we Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, yes, he has played out to me not because they trot him out now. Currently, fifty-something-year-old ass broke down Undertaker, and it it's tarnishing everything that he's done previous to. I mean. I will never take away anything that he has done for the business. You know, he, as long as I've been a wrestling fan, he has been around. 
So, I mean, when I think professional wrestling, I think The Undertaker and everything. And I I, I said this before, and I, I'm going to clue you into it as well, because you may have not heard it, but I've been through so much in my life. I almost died. You know, I see my kids being born. You know, me and my wife, over 12 years of being together, been through some harsh shit, and never shed a tear about that stuff. But when I thought this dude retired because he left all his gear in the ring, whatever, and that's like a, a wrestling trope. You know, you leave your gear in the ring when it's your last match. You, you plan on retiring or whatever. He did that. I saw it. I fucking cried in front of my wife. So it made me look like Whoa. so it made me look like a bitch. <laughs> and then he continued to wrestle after that. I was like, you sorry, motherfucker. <laughs> well, if he did that, that's kind of yeah, that's kind of Bush League. Because if you're saying, you know, that's that's what it is in wrestling. When you put your stuff down, you're done. Yeah. To me, it's like rock bands. They always have farewell tours and they keep coming back. Yeah. That's bogus, too. Yeah. I mean, some it's kind of a joke. It's almost like like Kiss is an on-running on joke that they keep retiring. But yeah. I saw Motley Crue and they said that was it. And now they want to come back. See, so it's like. And, and then I look at it this way. It's just like you've done this one thing your whole life. I mean, you love it. You attach to it and everything. And it's hard to let go. And I get that. But I will never fault a human being for trying to take care of themselves, their family, make money, and, you know, and do what's right for them. I will never, you know, put anybody down for that. But I don't have to fucking like it either. <laughs> Who's another uh, wrestler right now you think should... uh Hang up their gear. Brock Lesnar. Really? Yeah. I mean, it is like, it's the same thing that I just said. I don't, I'm not denying that he brings something to the show, brings something to the business. You know, he is a draw. When you put Brock Lesnar on the marquee, people show up because they want to see him. But I feel like there can be no forward progress. There can be no cultivation of new stars as long as he's on the roster because he's just like this looming cloud over everything. And as long as he's there, ain't nothing new happening, you know? So let me ask you about the women of wrestling. What are your thoughts on that? Cause that's getting popular. Yeah. I mean, they're making waves. I mean, they've always been good, but they never had the platform to shine. And now with um, the emergence of AEW and MLW and, you know, other places that are, and it has a lot to do with um, our technology now, too. You know, now anybody can go on live and fucking broadcast anything from anywhere. And, you know, that has a lot to do with it. So now we're seeing more talented female performers and whatnot. And I am very appreciative of it because not only are a lot of them talented performers, but they look damn good as well. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't hurt. No, does not hurt my eyeballs whatsoever. I seen Jazz recently, you know, classic professional wrestler in WWE, and uh, she is like completely bald headed. Whoa! Like like me, like I'm I have no hair, so I shave, and like that's how her head is. And I was like, say what? Well, sometimes you got to embrace the baldness, you know. Yeah, I mean, so maybe. So maybe she went that way, yeah? Yeah, men, women lose hair just like guys do. I mean, you know. It is yeah, good it point. Is. It is what it is. So, I mean, we, we, we don't want to get too deep into wrestling or whatever, because this show is about you and your... No, I know, but I, I you know, I want to 
I want to I want to get your feelings too because you're you're known in the world as a wrestling uh, fan. So yes, I, I I love all the things. If yeah, we like you know it's it's cool to talk about stuff that people like you know and and I'm not. Uh, you know, I started out old school, the basics. I, I'm not up to date on the, on the, you know, I know the, the main people, but I'm not in as deep as you are, but it's cool to talk about. Yeah. So, you know, you had your vision, you had your daggone, your, your, um, your smoke dream or whatever it was, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, your mac and cheese vision. So what was the process to make the Amish baby machine reality? In what sense? Like, like, like I mean, what? You just woke up, you had the fever dream and everything. And then like, what was next after that? Like, Hey, you, did you get with your co-host or did you get with somebody to be like, let's make this a real thing or what's going on? Yeah. We started in tw- uh, 2013. Exactly. So I, that's yep. what I figured you, that you so, started before me. So like I said, I, I, I'm just like you, I like to talk to people, uh, see what's going on. So I got together with, uh, a buddy of mine and, uh, we just went from there. I got some uh, rudimentary equipment, some uh, USB mics, and, and we just just went on and we talked about stuff. I like to talk about TV, like I said, mm-hmm. TV shows. I'm I'm more on the retro tip. So is my uh, co-host right now, Johnny Rage. Yeah. But I mean, we're we're up to anything. We'll talk about, like I said, movies, music, video games, whatever it is. You know, we we talk about like our favorite sandwich. You know, we talk yeah. about fast food. I love fast food. He loves fast food. So that that's how we got into it. We just we started recording, and then it just went from there. Word. What what what's your go to fast food place? Right now, Taco Bell, definitely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You, you, we we are one. We are kin. <laughs> <laughs> Simpatico, Yeah. Yeah. Because ta- Taco Bell, it's so cheap too. Yeah. I mean, you can get you can get some big burritos. I don't know about down there, but they're like. Two forty nine for a burrito, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my 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 go to joint when I go to Taco Bell is the seven layer burrito. Whoa, yeah, the seven layer that is a pretty powerful burrito. Yes, yes, and and you know, it didn't really dawn on me. I mean, I didn't care because it was delicious. But like most recently, when I was going to Taco Bell to get like a seven layer burrito, they'd be like, you know, it don't have no meat in it, right? I said, like, bitch, did I ask you that? Give me the they goddamn said burrito. That? Yeah, they don't have no meat in it. Why would they say that to you? I'm curious. I don't know. That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, out of all the time and all the years that I've been going to Taco Bell's and various locations and everything, this was the one that was like, you know, they don't have no meat in it, right? And it's like, I just want the goddamn burrito. Give it to me. I wonder. I wonder what they're getting at by that. What do you, What do you think? I don't know, because like, you know, people probably come there all out because Taco Bell is drunk people food too. You know, oh yeah definitely come, it's uh, like up here i don't know if do you have white castles down there i wish yeah so white castle that's the same joke you know yeah you, that uh yeah. you go there when you're drunk yep. yeah high or drunk or whatever the case may be exactly yep and i kind of feel like you know people have probably been there and been like never had or seen a similar burrito before let me get that you know and then they get there and they bite it and it's like there's no meat in this motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me up here we have we have a joint and they have a mushroom burger Ooh, like it's just straight mushroom no patty but that's it there's no meat in there that that screwed me up because i thought it was a a hamburger with mushrooms on yeah, it this is kind of like a mushroom swiss or something like that yeah this exactly this was a uh freaking burger with no meat just a mushroom in there and i'm like no 
I I, I kind of dig that because I I like mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, but let me let me ask you: if you saw a mushroom burger, you would think to have meat. Yeah, yeah, I I did. Maybe I'm an idiot, but <laughs> I thought it was a burger with mushrooms on it. Because I mean that is misleading. Because I mean, you know, you like fast food places. I like the same. You know, we 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 are kin, simpatico, like you said, powerful, powerful. It simpatico. is powerful, and um, everywhere I've been if it was a mushroom burger that has meat in it. So I would have assumed the same thing. God bless you. Now, I I want to ask you about uh, Walmart. Oh, yeah. That's my jam. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that because I've seen your uh, powerful videos. Yeah. So, I mean, it just kind of is a part of the show. It's ingrained in the show now because um, I started this show when I was retiring from the military and the place that I was retiring out of didn't have shit but a Walmart as their biggest establishment in that city. Where was that? Uh, Fort Lindenwood, Missouri. Misery. All right. Yeah. The, oh, misery. Wow. Yeah, the armpit of America. So it, it like, and, it, and that's, that's the joke too, because we say it's the armpit of America and it's not too far from a place, legit place. Look it up on the map called devil's elbow, Missouri. Whoa. So you got the elbow and the armpit. They like right by each other. <laughs> At least, there's, at least there's no bush there, huh? Oh, <laughs> I mean, there probably is. We have to look that up. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just like an hour and a half away from Springfield, a hour and a half away from uh, St. Louis. So it's like smack dab in the middle of those two. And the biggest place they had is Walmart. So when I was doing the retiring process, you know, checking out, doing everything that I need to do to beat feet up out of that motherfucker. I had nowhere to go but Walmart on my time off. And then um, I was on guest hosting on, well, not guest hosting, but like being a guest on other people's podcasts. And Walmart would come up in conversation and they would have some disparaging comments about Walmart. It's like, oh, I hate when people leave the carts out in the middle of the parking lot. Oh, I hate this. Oh, I hate that. And just to fuck with those people because I had nothing to do, I would go to Walmart and do those things that they said they hated. So I would go there and I'd push a whole bunch of carts in the parking lot and I would videotape it and uh, put it on Instagram, videotape. Here I am showing my age. And that's kind of what it was. And I would just do that every day. And then once I retired, I moved to Houston, which is like a planet in itself. And they had like Buku Walmarts and I didn't have a job and I didn't have shit to do. So I would just go to various Walmarts and just kind of just promote the show and vlog as the young people call it. So that's kind of it. I just kept doing it. I just been kept keeping it up. And then also when I got my own place here, because I was like staying, you know, with uh, family until we was able to, you know, get everything set up. I damn uh, found a place, you know, our first place that we moved into was by design a mile and a half away from Walmart. And then this house that we moved into now that I'm broadcasting from is less than a mile away from Walmart. <laughs> it's like the center of your universe. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's two things that I can, I need to, you know, sustain me because I don't need a lot of things. And that's Walmart and Taco Bell. And they're both right down the street. <laughs> Whoa. Do you guys have targets or not? I, I don't mess with Target too much, but I will admit Target's electronic section is superior to Walmart's. It is. It so, is. Yeah, it's pretty powerful. Yes, it's very powerful electronics. 
Are you into gadgets or what? Oh man, I love it. And you know, I don't even know how to work some of these motherfuckers or whatever, but I just like, I got to have it. <laughs> so what is the reaction when you're walking around a Walmart with your uh, camera out vlogging? You know, how do most people look at you? You know what? I mean, the way with social media is nowadays is like nobody even look at me in bad eye. As long as I, I kind of feel like as long as I'm not videotaping them directly, I'm making fun of them. They don't give a fuck. Well, I think now you're right with FaceTime and everything. Now it's so mm-hmm. common. How about when you first started doing it, though? To me personally, it was weird. You know, not so much because of the um, people around me. It's just like that's not something that I was used to doing because I would curse you know, as much as I love technology, I would curse like AI things and social media to the like. I thought having an iPhone was cool because it had Siri, but at the same time, I felt dumb as fuck talking to something that wasn't like you know a person. You know, so to, for me to be like out in public, like, "Hey Siri, what's the score?" or some shit, and then my tablet just started doing things. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hate. To me, it's always I always say, "Are you serious?" and of course, Siri turns on. Yeah, let me exit yeah, out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Should you thank your uh, personal assistant? Like if I ask Siri a question and she gives me the answer, I say thank you. Do you think you should thank them or not? I don't know. I, you bring that up and it's just blowing my mind right now. I should start doing that because I'm a polite person. I say please and thank you to everybody that helped me out in any situation. So, I mean, why shouldn't I do it for Siri? Especially, yeah, it gets back to the good vibrations. Yeah, especially if Skynet or freaking um, Legion, as far as the canon goes, takes over. And, uh, you know, I want to be in good with the machines. <laughs> Are you, are you going to live in a shipping container in the ground or are you just going to see, I, I just want to sit up on the roof and watch the mushroom clouds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like, I mean, uh, I mean, is that living if you're just down in the dirt in a shipping container, eating shit out of a can? Yeah. Kind of, kind of like, it reminds me of Dawn of the Dead, you know, just be up on the roof, you know, drawing, playing Pictionary with other people on other roofs and everything. <laughs> yeah. Why not party? You know, can you imagine that barbecue at the end of the world? Oh, that's a pretty powerful barbecue, right? Yeah, yeah. What are you putting on the grill? This is the end of the world. Powerful. I mean, the 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 shit's falling from the sky. What are you going to cook in your last meal on the grill? I mean, it depends on what's available. But I mean, if I had. Hey, look, here, here. Hold up. Okay. It, you went to the store. You're stocked up, but mm-hmm. it's the end of the world. So you're not scraping yet for stuff. Yeah. You, you got what you would normally eat. You're putting it on the grill. What are you putting on the grill? Well. I'm probably, I love, I like burgers, man. So I'm probably going to grill me up some burgers on the grill, you know, just kind of soak in the apocalypse by the pool while my grill going hot. Oh, you got a pool. Wow. You're living large. Hey man, that's, that's my wife's doing. That ain't mine. Wow. I didn't even want the motherfucker. You know, this fi- it's five of us and I'm the only bastard that know how to swim. So I ain't even Whoa. want a goddamn pool. <laughs> so when you say burger, what are you putting on your burger? All the things, but most importantly, I'm putting hooks, rubs, and spices. Hey, if you go to Etsy.com and search hooks, rubs, and spices, you can get 15% off your order if you use promo code random. Thanks for that segue. Um, Powerful segue. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm I'm putting all the things on. You know, do you like mayonnaise? You know, mayonnaise gets maligned, you know. they, they You know, the expression, your mayonnaise, your mayo, mm. your bland. But I think it has a place on a burger. Mayonnaise is delicious. I've been eating mayonnaise all my life. 
Yeah, but people people always give it shit, you know, like it's bland and and they try to doctor it up, you know. Mm. But mayo, it has a, a powerful synergy with other things, you know, like a in in a burger in a BLT, it works, you know. Because yeah. I can't like say I go to the refrigerator and there's no condiments. Like I want a burger bad, and I go in there. Uh, you know, I have everything else that I would want to put on my burger. I have the red onion. I have, um, you know, maybe some avocado. I slice some avocado up and put on there. Oh, you're fancy. Oh, man. They only like 68 cents or something, man. Yeah, but that's fancy putting avocado on there. I, I just found avocado. Let me ask you about guacamole. Mm-hmm. Do you have to have a priest uh, bless the avocado to, to make it holy guacamole? I'm just asking. I, don't know. I mean, I don't know too many priests that close to me or whatever. And then, you know, when you say priest, I think about the, the baby touching kind. So I ain't really down with that. So you're talking about baptism, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you an out. <laughs> yes. 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 Baptism. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe so. You know, they give the little wink and a nod and it's just like, oh, Hold all right. Go on. Tell us about your ultimate burger. You got the red onion. Mm-hmm. Red onion, you know, sliced up uh, avocado on there. Um, maybe some mushrooms. We talked about that earlier. I I, I do enjoy raw some- or sauteed. I probably get sauteed on there. Yeah, I, I like them. I probably saute them with the red onion and drop them on there. And um, like to as bread lubricant, you know. Whoa. Ma- mayo mayo is my thing because like I can't imagine eating a. I mean I've had ketchup and mustard on a burger you know but mayo is like the thing that holds it all together if if i go in the in the refrigerator and i look at the condiments and i have everything else that i want for the burger and there's no mayo i most likely want to make that burger what is the shelf life of condiments does does anyone really throw them out or do you just keep them in there until they're done? But this is the thing, though. It's just like they do have an expiration date on some of the things. But I don't know. It, condiments are weird because they can sit on the shelf, not in the freezer section. But as soon as you crack the seal on that motherfucker, they'll be like, put this bitch in the refrigerator. You're right. And then I like I'm I've always lived by that. The label on the thing that you buy to eat says, hey, bitch, put me in the refrigerator when you open me up. So I get with my wife and she just leaves salsa out and. All kinds of shit, and I'm looking at the label on the bottle. It's like, hey man, put this shit in the refrigerator. <laughs> she she likes to live dangerously. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. I mean, it, it's a yin and a yang. I'm just like I'm more chill and laid back, and she's got to be the one that's just like all willy nilly and shit. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful, powerful partnership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Do you have a partner, sir? I have many. Mm, okay, powerful partners, mm-hmm. powerful partners. Yes, do do the frequent the the same atmosphere in the same time. <laughs> Are you saying I have them on the side? Is that what you're saying? May I I'm not assuming anything. I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open. I'm just like I'm like traveling through this universe. You know, mm-hmm. just living in one day at a time. Every day is an adventure. Mm-hmm. Now, d- does it like? Living day to day make it hard to remember, you know, nostalgia and the things from the past and whatnot. Because, like, I'm, I'm I'm the type of person I get over shit quick. I'm just like I'm trying to, you know, today's over. I'm I'm on to the next day, and I ain't even worried about what happened yesterday. 
That's a powerful way to live. So you clear your, your cash, if you will. You just dump everything. You reset your computer, and every day is a brand new day. Yeah, because, I mean, Whoa. yesterday is yesterday. Today is today. Wow. I you don't look back. I mean, now, I mean, it, it just depends. Because, I mean, if it's something that'll carry over, I mean, that's what it is. But if it's something that's like it stays in yesterday, then it just stays in yesterday. I don't give a shit about that. That's a good way to be. That's a powerful outlook on life. Yeah, but that's the thing about it, though. It's just like I'm always looking to what's next and everything, and it kind of like dampers my memory of things in the past. Because, like, you asked my wife. We first met in 2008 and everything. She can tell you every detail about the first time we met eye to eye. She was like, I can tell you what you wore that day. I can tell you all, everything that you said line per line. Like she read a script to the shit. She had tramps, uh, a, a stenographer in that bitch or something. <laughs> but I don't even remember like details of those times or whatever. I just know that I met her and I'm privileged to have and I'm glad I did. And that's I just kind of live with that. <laughs> that's cool. What was your uh, go to cologne back then in 2008? Dude, I didn't even wear cologne. Oh, you just your natural funk, your natural musk. No, no, no. Like I, you know, I get my deodorants and everything, but like I was, <laughs> I was, I never bought cologne, but people would like gift me cologne. And All right, so there was, there was never really something that I liked that was given to me, except for um, it was um, Polo Sport or something like that. All right. But there was this one time in, I believe, 2000 and... See, I'm talking about shit that I can't remember, but I'm remembering times that I got cologne and shit, right? <laughs> um, no, that's good. But we, I was uh, I was in the military, and we went on a... Um, I got tasked to um, take data for um, a new vehicle they was testing out the abv or some shit like that and um yeah you know me it's just (laughs) i like what you did there it was it's pretty much a big uh mine breaching vehicle whatever it was a a tank that they modified to breach minefields and shoot out shape charges and everything to hit the minefield from far away and all kind of crap so i had to go out there and do data analysis for take notes on what worked what didn't work blah 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 but um we went to an outlet out there in uh in Palm Springs and I had an idea because like I never really had any club club clothes because we was going to a casino and I never been to a casino like that so I went to the the Kenneth Cole place and I got like a black silk shirt some black slacks reaction and um, I got some um, Armani black code cologne whoa the ladies love that and I smelt it the first time, and it was just like, this is my jam. And ever yeah, since so- then, that's the only cologne. I, I have that same, not the same bottle, but that I, I've, that's the only cologne I ever purchased with my own money, ever. Does your wife enjoy it? Oh, yeah, she loves it. Yeah, the ladies love the Armani. It's all about the Italians. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Ta- any, Italians are powerful. And then anything else, like, as far as um, body washes and other body sprays and everything, I let her pick that because I'm just like, I'm wearing it for you anyway. So I want to smell like something that you like. <laughs> That's a good way to be. Yep. So, very smart. So, other than the Armani Black Code, um, she go to Bath and Body Works and they got like the limited selection of men's. 
soaps and sprays and she'll pick out what she like and that's what I wear for her. So I got some for the the retro, the 80s people. Mm-hmm. Two colognes if you want to be 80s. You know, do you know what they are? Tell me what the top two colognes would be if you want to be trapped in the 80s retro. I mean, what, they got Hugo Boss? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give you that, but give me two more. Oh, shit. All right. So, damn, you're making me give you three. Um, uh, was that Cool Water? <laughs> see, I, see, I'm helping you think. I'm making you nostalgic. I'm helping you think of the past. You see what I'm doing? Uh, you see, me, you, your, your brain, I'm making your brain more powerful than the, the nerves are, po- they're powering up. You're using parts of your brain right now. You never use in a long time. Am I correct? Yes. Yes, you are correct. You, you are a powerful host, sir. You are a powerful Thank you. broadcaster. And a powerful guest right now on your powerful podcast. Yes. I mean, this is all power. You just, my brain is palpitating. Yes. The place. I'm using a lot I don't, of people. I don't know what that means, palpitating, but I'm sure it's doing it. Yes. Palpatine, like on Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of evil shit right now to do to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my heart be palpitating. Palpatining. So, Obsession <laughs> Obsession by Kelvin Klein uh-huh. and Dracar Noir. There you go. Two powerful 80s colognes. Man. I, you throw that in the rotation with your Armani code and you're good to go. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get that on eBay or something. Yeah, hopefully, they don't have a label on it and say, after you open this motherfucker, I got to put it in the refrigerator or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it is an expiration date. <laughs> but damn. Um, and don't put it on after midnight. Yeah, don't feed it either. Um, I noticed on your podcast or whatever, whenever you do like movie reviews or whatever, you do something current and you do something retro, as you like to say. And, you know, is that by design or is it just kind of happen to fall that way? You want to get it. <laughs> so it, the thing is with our podcast, we're trapped in the 80s, but I also like new stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can't get to the movie theater. So you do the Netflix. Mm-hmm. So between the two of us, we usually, yeah, we do something new. And then if we can't get out to the the movie, we, we'll do something retro too. Word. We, I think you talked about um, all the streaming services and, you know, people that's cable cutting and all kind of things like that. I am one of those people. But, you know, I kind of agree with one of the points. I forget if it was you or your co-host. Um, as I've gotten older, I don't really have the need for TV anymore. You know, because like whatever streaming services I have are catering to those things, specific things that I want to watch. And for I, example, what do you mean? I watch professional wrestling and all the things that I need is the WWE network. <laughs> Cause that's all the wrestling. And then, you know, I double in a uh, new Japan as well. So I have that streaming service and then, um, Hulu new Japan. Yeah. New Japan pro wrestling. Tell me about that. Um, I just discovered it in. A, I mean, it's a long. It's an old company. It's been around for decades or whatever. But I just kind of. Why is it called new then? If it's old, I, hey man, it's new to me. Because <laughs> all I, right, because I just found it in two thousand nine. You know, arigato. Yeah, arigato kazaimas. Uh, mishi, mushi, domo, mushi. domo, Mister Roboto. <laughs> <laughs> yes, powerful sticks. Yes, nani. Hey, my kids do that shit because they watch anime do they? and they'd be like nanny and i think that's like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> or something like that i don't know but um yeah i mean all i really watch on tv is wrestling 
And then like if there's something that I really want to watch, it's covered in a streaming service that I currently have. So, no, I hear you. Because like for me, a YouTube, that's like what I watch on the TV on the big screen is YouTube. I like I like YouTube. I watch the podcasts. I also like I just like people making creating things and i like sometimes it, it i like it because it's not as polished as like a produced tv show or a movie no. i i kind of like watching new things i like people's reaction videos now yeah. you know th- that kind of stuff now let's talk about that let's reaction videos i was gonna do a thing of reaction videos to where like i gave honest reactions because i mean obviously when you do content creation especially you know the video variety where people actually see your face and hear the words fly out of your mouth as your lips move um you kind of got to play it up for the camera so i've and there's a, a meme and there's like been content done on this thing that i'm about to say for many years now whenever you type lol are you really loling <laughs> Because I know I'm not sometimes. I mean, if I find something humorous, that's kind of like the response to type down that, you know, it was funny. But So you've never rolled on the floor laughing out loud? No, I, I never ruffled. <laughs> <laughs> but you've shaked your damn head, right? Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. So that one's true. Yeah, that one's true. That's that's accurate. Because, I mean. Let me ask you this. I asked my uh, co-host, Johnny Rage, about this. Have you ever laughed so much, so hard that you started crying? I have, yes. I, or I've came damn near close. I've laughed so hard to where it's like it took the breath out of my chest. And yeah, no, that's a laugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he's never experienced that. But I go, you know, you start laughing and you actually have tears coming out of your eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's cool. Yes, it's that's- it's rare. I mean, or you talking about laughing out loud or a big hearty belly laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I notice when I get older. I don't, I don't even laugh. It, it's so condensed. My laugh It's just, huh, huh. I'll just do that. It's not even a, like a whole laugh. It's just, huh. or it's almost like a Beavis and Butthead. It's just, ha, ha, ha. dude, I, I'll tell you the, the hardest I laugh currently. Cause like I'm the ass in my house. I'm the silly one. I'm the, I'm the dad joker. I'm, I'm all, the, Whoa. I'm all, do the, you wear makeup? Yes. <laughs> yes. He says, exactly. <laughs> I, I wear mayo all over my face. Oh my nice callback. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm trying to do. Continuity. Um, but like the thing that makes me laugh the most is when my wife cracks a joke. Because I'm the silly one, I'm the clown, and she's the stern one, she's the serious one. And to hear a joke, no matter the caliber of quality or hilarity to it, is funny to me. And I can't stop laughing because of like you just cracked a joke. <laughs> So are you laughing at her or with her? Or it depends or I'm confused. Both. <laughs> All right. And look, I'm going to tell you the funniest joke that she has ever said. And it was, it's stupid as fuck. I know it is, but it I like even thinking about it now, I'm kind of chuckling. So we were watching Pet Cemetery. The new one or the old one? The old one, the, the OG. We were watching Pet Cemetery, and you know they show they have a, a sweeping shot of the cemetery, and they have the sign, and it's spelled with an S. And I was like, oh. yes. And I was like, I wonder why they spelled it with an S. She's like, animals can't spell silly. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was the funniest. I thought that was the funniest shit ever, man. Because like to hear that come from her, it was just like, what? <laughs> 
So was she saying saying it like straight or trying to be funny or what? Yeah, just kind of like like it was just like kind of like how I delivered it. It was just like animals can't spell silly, and it was just like you know it wasn't. It was just mellow as fuck, and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> That's pretty good. It's all about timing, too, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Good. It's like nothing's funnier than a well-timed fart. You know, it's just timing. Mm-hmm. Actually, oh, you speak about farts and everything. She's like, she's a lady. She don't do nothing like that. But I remember one time I I, I hit her with the elbow drop across the stomach, and she just let me have it. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, just (laughs) (laughs) And I never let her live it down. So, yeah, that joke lives on forever. That reminds me of this one dude. He was in the movie theater with his lady friend. And he ripped this big fart, you know? Yeah. And then he turned to her and he goes, you pig. (laughs) Yes, pass the buck. Shit, I mean, we just had that dude on national television that farted, supposedly. Allegedly. Fart, Fart gate. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I mean, I seen that video and it was just like he his pause wasn't even, you know, significant enough to like him to even, you know, some people be like talking in their farting and just kind of pause. He didn't even <laughs> give it long enough. He just kept rolling. And I mean, that was very professional of him. It was very powerful. Yes, very powerful. And they always try to get in and explain it later. Just just go with it. You're not going to explain it away. You're not going to people are going to go, oh, OK, I understand. Yeah. You know, just go with it. Like, embrace it. I was like, I'm human, goddammit. <laughs> yes, just embrace it. It's like humans fart. <laughs> he probably had he had too much mayo. Probably. It is pretty spicy. Probably. He probably daggone um thought it was one of those silent ones. <laughs> yeah, he had he had too many seven layer burritos. Exactly. No meat. <laughs> he probably Yeah, put, you know there you know there's no meat in there, right, sir? Yeah, he probably put extra guacamole in there. <laughs> How do you eat nachos without nacho cheese? What are you talking about? Because my wife doesn't like the nacho cheese at Taco Bell. So she'll order nacho supreme without nacho cheese. Weird. You know, the one thing, though, they have this one funky cheese I'm not really a fan of. The one they use in like their uh, quesadillas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, what is that? It's like a weird, uh, what's their other one? Their uh, quesadilla or what's that? Quesadilla, yeah. What's that called? Quesadilla? Not quesadilla. Uh, Quesarito. Quesarito, right? Yeah, because my boy get that all the time. Yeah, the cheese in there is kind of funky. I don't know if I like it or not. I don't know. I never had one of those before. So what? It got like a little tang to it, or what was? Yeah, that? it's got a it's got a tang, which is fine, but it's it it's kind of an off taste. You try it and see what you think. Right. I think it has to do with what you have in there, what kind of meat too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have, a, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but they've uh, scaled back their menu. And I think I think you can only get the steak quesarita right now. They used to have like chicken and ground beef and steak. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about you? You back on Taco Bell, whatever. I mean, this is just to me. It seems recent and new to where everybody talking about they go to Taco Bell and then they get the shits. I've never had that happen to me. Yeah, you talk about tropes. That's an old trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never really gotten sick from Taco Bell. Yeah, it's just like. Me, me and the homeboy Jody B from the Po' Boys podcast, we got because we are avid Taco Bell eaters, and we just like that's just you know 
weeding out the weak. That's what it is. You just have yeah. a, a weak constitution. You, the Taco Bell is not for you. You, your stomach is not strong enough. It's not powerful enough. No, it isn't. It's not powerful enough. You're right. The most powerful food ever created. I think the Taco Bell too. The turnover. It, it, you know, people are eating there all the time. So I don't think the food has time to sit around and get old either. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you go to a Chinese restaurant or something, don't order the hamburger because you know that's been sitting there forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause so if you go to like Taco Bell, I mean, I, I think that the turnover, the food is going through and yeah, I think that's just an old, uh, stereotype that you get sick there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then it's just like, you know, you might be lactose and they put all the nacho cheese on there and you just like making butt mayo. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I said it. <laughs> so, I mean, You've been podcasting since 2013 and everything. So here we are, 2019, on the verge of 2020, which sounds super futuristic. Yeah, it does. It sounds like a science fiction movie or a, or a TV show, too. We still ain't got no goddamn flying cars. <laughs> yeah. We got that Can you t- imagine, though, with the road rage? Oh, for yeah. You got that Tesla truck, though. I'm- oh, my God. I mean, just the road rage right now. Can you imagine flying around? Especially here in Houston, I have kinfolk here that almost got shot because they blew the horn at somebody. What is what is your thing? When you're in your car, are you enraged or are you in peace, at peace? I don't give a shit because I'm listening to podcasts. <laughs> yes. Because I, you know, uh, Johnny Rage, the uh, co-host, he couldn't believe that I'm actually, I'm pretty zen when I'm in the car. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot to piss me off. Yeah. Because long- I'm usually chilling I'm, and, and I let people do their own thing. I mean, if someone's aggressively attacking you, you know, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's the kind of thing you just got to drive on because if you let every little thing piss you off, yeah. I mean, you, you can find a fight if you're looking for it. Exactly. You know, I just like if people, mer- the only thing that I hate is like, cause I mean, I'm guilty of it as well. So like I'm driving and they're going slow. So I hit the blinker real quick to, you know, get into the other lane to go around them and they don't put the blinker on. They just move over in front of me while I'm trying to move over to get around. They slow ass. And so I, I so you're, you're, you're moving and then they, you try to get out of their way and then they move over where you're trying to be without signaling. Correct. Yeah. That, that That's kind of messed up. Yeah. But I mean, everything else, especially in Houston, people are like uber aggressive and like, I just kind of let them go. Cause I don't want them to accidentally run into my shit. You know, so yeah. I just like go ahead, dog. It's not that important. Yeah, just discretion is a better part of valor. You're right, mm-hmm. man. That's that's a powerful quote. Yeah, God bless. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, too, a lot of people throw shit. Mm-hmm. Like they have like shit pennies and shit in their car, ready to throw at someone. That's the other thing too. That's kind of premeditated. If you, I've talked to people, they actually have shit in their car set up to throw at someone. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah, that, that that's not powerful. <laughs> no. But have you heard of that? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just, that's just a sick way to think. <laughs> it is. I mean, it, dude, you have stuff in your car to throw at people. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I cuss, but I do it in the confines of my car. I'm not speeding up to look at them and be like, motherfucker, or nothing like that. Now, I'm just yeah. like, you know, I, yeah, I was like, you stupid motherfucker. And then I'm done. I said it and it's out of my system and we're good to go. <laughs> So when you're driving in the car and when you're listening to music, what kind of music do you listen to? Do you listen to like 
high energy amped up music or more chill music well that's the thing though i don't really listen to music no more i just listen to podcasts you do oh you don't okay yeah i mean <laughs> this is funny right now because like i don't really listen to traditional radio though but when i have my kids in the car because you know most of the podcasts i listen to is like shit ass dick motherfucker yeah 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 you know i um i, I turn the radio on but um one day i was i, I got a new vehicle you know not too long ago so I was. What'd pretty, you get? Uh, I got a Dodge Ram fifteen hundred. Whoa! Yeah. So that's powerful. It is. It is. I like it a lot. What color? Black. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Powerful color. It is. That's a good looking truck. Yeah. Especially at night. Yes. So damn, I'm presetting my um, stations and everything. So I'm just scrolling through, trying to find some stations to put on there. Even though I won't listen to them, I just like to have something programmed. And I fell upon this uh, station called, I think it's, I think it's 97.1 Engine. And all they play is kind of like the the clean hip-hop, the Christian hip-hop, the positive rap, and all that stuff. All right. So the song I heard was similar to something that you would hear on any other traditional radio station. But, you know, it didn't have any cussing in it or nothing like that. So... You know, I was like, well, this is the radio. And the song was pretty good. So I just kept listening. And since I don't listen to the radio much, it's just been on that station for months. So whenever the kids get in there, they hear all this rap and everything. They'll be like, I like that song. I like that song. And I'm just like, (laughs) well, you're welcome. I found it for you. (laughs) So I was going to ask you, like, uh, if you made a mixtape, what were some songs you put? So you're not into the driving music. What? How about just your go-to, if you had a mixtape, what are some tunes you had to be on there? Classic tunes. Hmm. I've recently made a mix on my iPod, but it was um, for Naughty Time with Mrs. B-Rob. So that was a lot of- Whoa. That was a lot. All right, give me a couple of those songs. What do you got on there? So I got um, Let's Lay Together by the Isley Brothers. All right. Um, Let's see- uh, (laughs) I got a Hello by Lionel Richie. Whoa. Um, I got a, some Luther Vandross on there. I think that's, um, what was, um, If Only for One Night. Um, um, a House is Not a Home. I don't even know if that's the proper name for it, but he say that most in that song. So that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, I got you. A um, little bit of Michael Jackson. Uh, what? Which tune? Um Lady in my life, I think that's the name of it. All right, got that. Um, and then she got some stuff she threw on there that I I know it if I hear, it, but I don't remember the names. Some Carl Thomas, some Ginger Wine. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some pony. pony. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you gotta have that on there. Oh yeah, yeah. And that and that just breaks up the mood too as well because it's just like you hear all this soft. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> i'll give you one more or you're you're going out you're in the marine corps you're ready to kick some ass Mm -hmm. tip of the spear Mm -hmm. what do you got on your mixtape pastor troy um what was the damn song um and no playing ga and um vice versa and um I think I forgot who the other person was. It wasn't Pastor. I think it was like Little Archie or something. It was a song called We Ready. <laughs> um, Bone Crusher. 
All right. Um, you know, a whole bunch of shit to ready to fight a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, when you're ready to break some shit. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yes. That's that's my my classic rock. <laughs> oh, that's good. Throw some gr- throw some green jelly in there for spice. <laughs> Whoa. Little pig, little pig, let me in. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was just like that was my introduction to other music outside of rap, that song. Cause I stayed home from school one day because I was sick. And we was watching MTV. Well, I was watching MTV, and that song came on. With in the video was just crazy because it was all claymation and shit, and it was just wild as fuck. And I was like, I like this. <laughs> that oh, that's cool. That and Red Hot Chili Peppers under the bridge. Oh, that that guitar intro. Mm-hmm. That's classic. Mm-hmm. I don't mean the moon to be <laughs> like that. back take me to the place I love. Man, this uh, Smirnoff is pretty tasty right now. What are you enjoying? Well, earlier, I had, Tell the zombies. Tell the Rob zombies what you're drinking. I, I really like that. I'm not lying. Um, I bought a big-ass can of uh, strawberry lemonade uh, Smirnoff. 8% alcohol right. by volume. It's a pint. 7.5 fluid ounces. Now let me ask you: Does the sugar give you gut rot or not? Are you good? I'm good. I, I, I've had many years of uh, yes. training, heart, body hardening as well. Powerful tolerances. Yes, I find it hard to get uh, inebriated as easy as I used to when I was uh, in my lower twenties. Yes, you're battle hardened. Yes. I, I, did you did you imbibe in the alcoholic beverages uh, before time? So, like, did you do it under twenty one? You know, I'm not a big drinker. Mm-hmm. A lot of people need uh, booze to get hyped up, to get amped up, mm-hmm. or to get uh, dropped down their inhibitions. Mm-hmm. And I've uh, been kind of blessed, so I naturally don't need to get buzzed. Word. Yeah. I, I feel you. I feel you. And then the other thing is, too, it's kind of lame. I, I get kind of just, it, it kind of, it's kind of a, it is a depressant, and to me, it kind of brings me down. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be more amped. Yeah. So I'll do it socially, but. Yeah, nothing too, nothing yeah. too whacked out. Yeah, I, and I, I totally understand that. That's kind of like what it is now, because I mean, I did it the traditional way. I was twenty one when I was able to drink, and that wasn't kind of like I believe I would have done it under twenty one if I could, but the circumstances of my military service prohibited me from doing that. Because, i.e., I was in a foreign country, deployed doing deployed shit, so I couldn't get alcohol. So. <laughs> That, I got you. So that kind of uh, derailed a lot of it or whatever. But, you know, I didn't drink until I was like 22 or something like that. Legally. All right. And then when I did, I just like, I didn't know how that shit went. I mean, I come from a family of drinkers. So it kind of right. lost its appeal to me because I seen, you know, what it did to them. So I, I was kind of against it. But at the same time, I found my independence and everything. I was like, well, why not? Let me try it. And you are a wise man. God yeah. bless you for having a podcast and spreading your wisdom. Powerful wisdom. Powerful wisdom. I mean, it is powerful only, vibrations. And there's only th- these powerful vibrations are only being broadcasted because you are here, sir. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you for having me on. No, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Yes. Travel down the road and back again. <laughs> wow. You're a- See, I can't. 
your powerful all the references you get them and i enjoy that yes because <laughs> i like that song <laughs> I, so while we're on the topic of that tv what's your what are, what's your go-to uh television show i know you're not into it now but back in the day what, what were your uh big go-to tv shows well i, I can specifically remember like you know, middle school, high school, whatever it was like. I dug the Power Rangers, and it was because of the martial arts. I, I like, I love action and martial arts and everything. It wasn't the Pink Ranger, Amy Joe Johnson, or whatever the fucking name was. Oh wow, you bring the name out too. Good. I mean, hey, I mean, it just it is what it is. Um, she she was cute. I mean, but I wasn't really too attracted to the Caucasian persuasion. You know, nothing against them as a human being and anything like that. It just wasn't my cup of tea. But all right, um, that yellow ranger though, you know, hey, <laughs> it is all right. I don't know her name though, that's fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I like the Power Rangers. Um, what else they had, you know, going back a little bit further, the Batman the animated series. Oh, that was great, wasn't it? It is, man, and I, I need to watch it again. I tried, I, I had a surgery like four or five years back. So I got bored while I was laying up in the bed, and that's what I watched. I went through the whole animated series, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> no, and that's the old thing. It's like, why can't DC? Why can't the movies be as good as their animated? Yeah, series. And I, yeah, that's the age-old question. And what I do applaud them for right now, they doing the Crisis on Infinite Earth with like Arrow and all that crap and Supergirl and shit, and they have. Kevin Conroy actually playing Batman on TV. He's the man with the voice. Yes. So, I mean, this is how it is for me. I mean, you tell me when I think Batman, I think Michael Keaton. But when I think of Batman's voice, I think Kevin Conroy. Oh, all right. So Michael Keaton, that's your go to Batman. He's my Batman. But I hear Kevin Conroy voice come out of his mouth. That's, what... <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then like the Joker is Mark Hamill. <laughs> to really? Me. Yeah, Mark Hamill is is the Joker. I hear the voice, and I was like, "That's him. That's it." What did you think of the Joaquin Phoenix Joker? I have not seen it yet. I want to see it. All right, but well, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to what you think about it. Yeah, I've heard good and bad, and you know, and that's just like the age we live in now. It's just like shit get buried before the motherfucker even come out. You know? Yeah. The the thing is though the. With with now with social media and everything, you know, in the trailers, I've talked about it on my podcast, Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. Ow. The trailer is now you pre- pretty much seen the whole movie. You know, they give away everything. Mm-hmm. So now you you see the trailers. Everyone's uh, talking about it on the social media. So if you see the movie, you're almost kind of going in there. So sometimes I like to go into it's almost impossible, but I like to go into a movie blind and then yeah. see what you think of it. See, and I do the exact same thing. Like all the Marvel shit leading up to Endgame and Endgame didn't watch any trailers. And then, oh, you know, good for you. People got to talking about it and everything. Just fast forward, turned it off or just ignored it all together. Everything. Because, I mean, first of all, because, I mean, it's extra exciting to me because I don't know the source material. I wasn't really a comic book guy. You know, I know people who are into the comic books and they kind of pieced me in and told me things about it. So the knowledge from the movies and what people have told me is the only thing I have. So when I see these movies for the first time or whatever, it's just like it's all new to me. 
and everything and like to where people that are saturated into reading the comics and all this other shit they'd be like oh man they didn't do this they left this out they changed this you know thing and to me that's just like whack <laughs> i was like dude it's a movie it's not gonna be what if it went by the comic book why the fuck they even made the movie they just read the fucking comic book <laughs> yeah that being said though but the animated the animated shows are, are a lot of them are pretty close to the comic book yeah. and they're good yeah, and DC's comic book division, like not comic book, I mean like the animated shit is better than their live action shit. And I, yeah. I don't understand why they can't infuse the two, you know? Yeah, it's the Joker movie. What's cool about that is it's, I liked it because I did see the trailers and they had a different vibe. It's like, oh, this is like a, it's actually like a film versus yeah. just a comic book movie. Yeah. So that's why I liked it. And you know, Martin Scorsese was talking about people are getting upset about he's comparing uh, seeing the Avengers Avengers movies were not cinema, you know? Yeah. And, Which is true. And and that segues into I'm looking forward to the Irishman coming out tomorrow. I thought that was already out, but I was only seeing previews for it on Netflix. Did you uh did you watch what did you watch any of the scenes from it, any of the previews, or what'd you I, think? I did not peek at it at all because that thing on netflix annoys the shit out of me you know i I look at something and i'm reading the description then they start playing previews i was like bitch i didn't ask for that shit yeah i know let me ask you this did you like um do you like goodfellas and casino yes i like that genre of film all right so i i think you're gonna like it i mean and i think i'm gonna like it too because it's it's you know it's pretty much i i I made a, a joke on twitter you should follow me at Amish B Machine. Mm-hmm. Powerful Twitter. I'm on there 24 7 mm-hmm. talking to the peeps. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I did uh, I did one about I wonder if Disney is going to buy the rights to the Goodfellas trilogy. And then I showed a picture of uh, the Irishman because it's basically just a sequel to, you know, they have Goodfellas yeah, and then Casino and then now the Irishman. Same dudes, you know. Yeah. I'm, Same I'm, vibe. I know. I like those movies, man. It's just like, oh, I love them. I haven't watched them in a while, but like they still sticking in the back of my head and everything. I haven't watched Scarface in a while. And right now, as we speak, I'm looking to my left in my, my DVD shelf and I have a, a copy on DVD of the Scarface. I think the 20th or 25th anniversary edition still wrapped in plastic. Never opened. Whoa. Yeah, I love Al Pacino. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Al Pacino, uh, you know, Italian dude playing a Cuban dude. I mean, it's it works. I mean, everything everything he does, you know. Uh, I I pretty much like all his movies. You know. What do you feel about the Devil's Advocate? Okay, that, that's that one was all right. I mean, it was it was over the top. I I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I dug it or whatever because like it creeped me the fuck out. Cause like, oh, definitely. Because they did it subtly in the beginning or whatever. You would see people like slowly morph into demons or whatever. The yes. It, was. And, like, it made you feel like you were seeing shit. You know, and I, obviously I loved him in Heat. Oh, I love this, the I, scene with him and De Niro, you know, at the diner. You hear me clapping. I was about to bring that movie yeah. up, but you did it for me. <laughs> Brother, you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. He was you a- know what's cool about Heat is... A good movie has like a good scene to it. Mm-hmm. Heat has multiple good scenes. Yes, Heat was a good movie. So yeah, I mean, but you know what I mean. Like, if there's a good movie, you can think of a good scene, you know. Mm-hmm. But this one, I mean, they, they, the, I mean, that epic bank robbery. Yeah. Just oh that my whole, god, that whole gunfight was pretty good. And another yeah. a current movie that kind of put me in the mind frame of Heat 
was a uh, Den of Thieves. If you ever seen that one, uh, tell tell me about Den of Thieves. Um, it was the um, it was a group of ex military members that was um pulling off heist and everything. And um, who was in that? Fifty Cent was one of the bad guys. It, All right, it was a lead that I don't really um remember his name. I haven't really seen him in anything else. They had Ice Cube's son in it. Um, the cop was um Gerard Butler. Oh, whoa. Yeah, so yeah, it was I mean, I remember yeah, I didn't know he was in that. Wow. Mhm. And he was like a good guy and a bad guy at the same time cuz he was a cop, but he was like super dirty cop. Wow. <laughs> no said, I got to check that out. Yeah, it, Jenna it, Thieves. I didn't I didn't want to watch it at first cuz like there's a lot of movies. Why not? Cuz there's a lot of movies that have those tropes in it or whatever, it's just like, oh, there's this 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 and this and it, it didn't appeal to me at first, but my wife wanted to see it, so I was kind of handcuffed to it. But when I did watch it, I enjoyed it. I watched it you know, it's, multiple times. You know, it's funny when you said tropes and stereotypes and cliches, you know, it's it's funny. I've talked about on our podcast that when it's a movie I like or actors I like, I don't mind it. Mm-hmm. But if I don't like the movie, then when they do the cliched tropes and all that, then it kind of grinds on me. It's like, oh, I'm this mother. You know, it's like an Arnold movie. I mean, you know what it is, but, yeah. it, you know, his acting is horrible, but I still love it. You know, shit, I love the Expendables. That shit was fun. <laughs> Oh, the first Expendables. You think that was the best, right? I like them all. Because really, yeah, I like them all. It's just I, I just like I uh, the first one. I think was the best. Yeah, and I enjoy them all. But I, you know, I like the the boys are back in town. I like mm-hmm. the bar scene. I liked. I liked uh, you talking about you know a good movie with good scenes. That had a lot of good scenes. You I, know, uh, yeah, I wish- J- Jason Statham scene. I mean, that was great. I wish you would have just kept going. And they just slowly added more 80s action stars to it. Yes. Because I was open to seeing Clint Eastwood pop up somewhere or. Yeah, that'd be epic. Just anybody or whatever. I mean, he didn't even have to have a prominent role because Mickey Rourke was in the first one and he didn't really do shit. (laughs) I liked him in that, though. Yeah. I mean, you can have other actors from the past to do things like that. And especially if you have Arnold in it, you can get um, your boy um, fucking. Your motherfucker, what's his name? Do play a Action Jackson? Action Jackson. There you go. Action Action Jackson. Goddamn right. (laughs) You damn right. Mm -hmm. They didn't even sneak Bruce Willis in there, did they? Yeah, there was a lot of. uh, He he was in the. He was in there. Mr. Church. He was in the first one and then. Yeah, he was in Mr. Church. That's it, right? Yeah, just the first one. He was in the first one and the second one. I think he was. Yeah, I. I think he yeah, was in all of them because he um he was the liaison. He was the one setting up all the shit, you know. So when did they bring in Mel Gibson? Was that the third one? Yeah, or? Mel Gibson was the third one because they thought he was dead. <laughs> and then uh, Von Dahm was that the second one? The second one, yeah. And I yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. And yeah, like, he played a he played a good bad guy. Yeah, I like how they he really did. I like how they set it up too. And you know the tropes with those movies is they introduce a new up and coming young action star. That winds up getting killed in the movie. <laughs> no, yeah. So you had the first one. You had um, the young guy that was the sniper or whatever. He got killed. Yep. Then you had the second one uh, with the young guy. He got killed by Van Damme with the knife with the roundhouse kick to the chest. That was that was pretty cool. And then um, yeah, Scott Atkins in there, his henchman or whatever. He's I like that guy a lot. And then the third one, I forgot who was the young person that got killed, or did they kill any young people in that one? <laughs> Yeah, I'd have to re- rewatch I had it. To revisit By the time, 
Yeah, that that one kind of blends together for me. Yeah, it does. It kind of blends with two. Is oh, part one was his own movie. Part two and part three kind of blend together as an extended universe. Yeah, I, I agree. So if they made an Expendables four, because I mean they already put Wesley Snipes in three, and um, they added Harrison Ford, and they put Mel Gibson in there. Who would be your candidates for actors to put in part four? We have to get in Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even think about that. Steven Seagal. Uh, um, Kurt Russell. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. Shit. What do, you, what do you feel about um, your boy, um, what, what's his name? Uh, uh, damn, I'm blanking and I'm looking at the motherfucker in the face. Uh, Pulp. No, it's all good. Pulp Fiction. What's his fucking name? Uh, John Travolta. I mean, he got a little bit of edge to him. Face off. A fucking broken arrow and all them other mother. Oh yeah, broken arrow. That was a good, yeah. He was uh, pretty good in that. Well, he shaved his head now, so he's got a whole different look. Yeah. Well, he been rocking that since like from Paris with Love, which he was good in that movie as well. Yeah, but he he did away with all the fake hair, and, and now it now it's real. They talk about embracing your baldness. Yeah. Shit. What about Nicolas Cage, man? Would you put him in there? I would, just for comedic value. All right. <laughs> Because, I mean, look, Con Air, The Rock, um, what else he done? Uh, Gone in 60 Seconds, Next, which, you know, I mean, that was a thing. But <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of The Rock, what do, you, what do you think of The Rock? Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yes. He he has reached the zenith of his career. I in mean, what way? What do you mean? So there's a group of actors, no matter what film that you put them in, they are them in those movies. So there's Will Smith is Will Smith in every movie that he's in. The Rock is the Rock in every movie that he's in. Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart in every movie that he's in. You know, they are on that level, you know. So is that good or bad? It is what it is, because, I mean, it makes them money because of their name or whatever. But like, I don't see any range or, you know, character to these people, because every time I see them, they're just them on screen. Is Tom Cruise that right now? Yeah, because Jack Reacher and motherfucking uh, Ethan Hunt and goddamn the motherfucker from The Mummy, that's all the same person. (laughs) Yeah, I got to agree with you. How about Al Pacino? We haven't seen The Irishman, though. Yeah, I I give him a little more leeway, you know. I give him a little more leeway. But, I mean, still... When you see him, you see his face, no matter the role, you think Scarface or something like that. So, I mean, I guess he falls into that category as well. Jason Statham, we talked about him. He's the same motherfucker in every movie he's in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he can't escape that voice. (laughs) No, you're right. But The Rock, going back to The Rock, do you think, is he uh, overexposed or would you, do you keep seeing his movies or what? I've seen everything that he's done. No, but what I'm saying is, would you keep seeing him? Like he's going to have that, he's having that new one. What's that new one? Jungle, whatever. The jungle. The one on. Yeah, the Disney movie, the jungle, whatever. And then yeah. the continuation of Jumanji. Yes. I'm probably going to see him. All right. I, I probably won't see that other one the, with, with him on the boat with the fucking boat hat or whatever. That, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking at that shit because just the image of this motherfucker like trying to wear legit clothes like a legit- Yeah, doesn't that look ridiculous? Yeah, Come on, dude. He, he look like- it's kind of like Arnold when he was in Raw Heat. 
he had the suit on and he looked like Herman Munster, you know? Yeah. I mean, it just, it didn't look right. Or, or even true lies, you know? Exactly. Be like a husband and shit. I was like, nah, this doesn't work. Yeah. I was, ta- I was talking about that too. And they do the, the awkward, uh, the breakfast, you know, there was, I like, having breakfast, you know, in like commando with, uh, Alyssa Milano. Well, I, the, the breakfast, how was your day today? You know, they had that awkward conversation. <laughs> I thought Arnold was in the room with us for a second. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. Do it. I'm here. Kill me now. And that's crazy because, like, my kids constantly quote that shit. They're like, yeah, get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did an impersonation of Arnold on a train. Ready? This is Arnold on a train. Oh, I'm ready. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. All right. I'm ready. Go ahead. Action. Ding, <laughs> it's going by the station i get it (laughs) oh yeah i love arnold oh what was i forget that comedian or whatever he used like the little tortilla boy or some shit oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) these are my tortillas they're trying to take my tortillas (laughs) yeah arnold is little tortilla boy yeah what was his name pablo uh uh, yeah I, I, i love that yeah, and then they, uh, we always do the thing like um, anytime somebody say the word data, I always go to kindergarten cap. I'll be like, who is your data and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> My name is Detective John Kimball. I'm going, to, the, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and I want you to answer them immediately. You know the motherfucker the soundboards for that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it is. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> I don't care who you are. <laughs> Who's your daddy? I don't have a daddy. <laughs> yeah, those soundboards are awesome. I like the one. Uh, you heard the one for uh, John Cena, like the the Super Slam. Yeah, Super Slam. We're not having any wrestling in this goddamn house. <laughs> now let me ask you about John Cena. Mm-hmm. Are his ears continuing to grow, or what's going on? He is slowly morph- morphing into Ernest P. Worrell. Oh, exactly. God damn, dude. His ears just keep getting bigger. And you know what's weird about that? My kids, until around Halloween this year, this Halloween that just passed, they have never, ever, ever seen an Ernest movie. So I enlightened them with the um, the cinematic classic of uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. And, classic. And Ernest Goes to Jail. So, Another classic. So Halloween, we watch an Ernest Scared Stupid, right? She see Ernest for the first time, my nine-year-old, the little one. She's like, is that John Cena? <laughs> really? Really said that? Straight up. I, I wow. I hand to God. She's like, she didn't say, is it John Cena? She's like, that looks like John Cena. Oh, okay. It's like uh, that Michael Roll from Dirty Jobs. He looks like him, too. Word. Yeah, now that you bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I did a uh, I did a side by side on uh, Instagram. Yeah, he's he, he freaking me out with that hair on his head. Like he got a, a big quaff of hair now. Yeah, I know that's weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I just thought, like Cena, he should have he should have did the Predator reboot. I could see him as it's, it's, you know Dutch, and not to dust him off or whatever. I mean, what do you think of the Predator reboot, the one they did most recently? <laughs> 
The one with the predator dogs? Yes. <laughs> horrible. God, that was horrible. And I was forced to see it because, you know, you have to see him. I love Predator is one of my favorite movies. Yes. So I, I have and to I'm, see it. But God, when they have the predator dogs, movies. I'm like, oh, my God. Is it, and I'm glad that you said movies after that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Predator is epic. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like they had the. The predator was already tall, like an eight foot motherfucker or whatever. And then you got the 12 foot tall one and shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Exactly. When they always bring the, the more powerful one, I, I hate that. Yeah. And um, they always hype stuff up and it never lives to the hype. You know, like uh, um, in uh, Star Wars, they had Darth Maul. Yeah. And they were hyping that up. And it turns out he's just a little dude that's spinning around. Mm-hmm. You know, that was dumb. But he, he, could, he killed Qui-Gon with the quickness, though. Yeah, I, but Star Wars used to be, you know, as a lightsaber was an elegant weapon. It was supposed to be like, you know, the swashbucklers, mm-hmm. and then it somehow it morphed into like uh, martial arts movies, you know. Yeah, just swing. And then they had to keep adding shit to the lightsaber. You know, one blade's not enough. They got a three blades, and the hilt's got to stick out. And it's like, come on, dude. Yeah. So I mean, are you even feeling Star Wars and no has become? No, I'm uh, old school, just the first three films. And then everything after that is less and less for me. So do you have Disney Plus? No, I do not have it. Are you? Do you? Are you yes, I have it free for a year because I'm a Verizon customer. Yeah. You know, I don't rewatch movies a lot. So to me, and Disney, I'm not a big Disney fan. Mm-hmm. Because to me, Disney, uh, the old, I, I give respect to the old Walt Disney. Yeah. But the newer Disney, it just seems like, you know, they, they, they just buy up things, you know, they buy up Marvel, they buy up the Muppets. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate all that money so they can, you know, they can produce things. But to me, there's nothing new that has really interested me. And there's nothing enough for me to pay to watch Disney. What was the last thing that you seen that you thought was original? Like that you was like, I've never seen anything like this before. Just in general? In general, yes. I like Game of Thrones is probably the last thing that I liked, even though, you know, it harkens back to all the other sword and sorcery and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, Lord of the Rings. But I did I do like Game of Thrones. Word. Straight That'd probably be the last uh, thing I can think of. I liked uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Son, Sons of Anarchy is a good show, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, I did like, uh, breaking bad. Yeah, that was, that was great. I enjoyed yep. that. I, yep. I, I can, um, I need to catch up on better call style. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. A lot of that is, it's almost like trying to hold on, you know, like that, the, the movie they had. Yeah. The El Camino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes like the Terminator is another movie. I love the Terminator. Oh man. But they, they, uh, no pun intended, but they got to let this die, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's been worse, you know. T one, T two, and then after that, it's going downhill. So now, like, we had a conversation about all the, the Terminator movies or whatnot. So you know the the recent one, Dark Fate, and everything. Have you seen that one? No, I'm not, I probably won't even see it it's, unless it's, I see it for free somewhere. It's pretty good, you know. Oh, you liked it? Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I took the kids to see it, but like, it's um, what what we say? So we had. Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, we had uh, Salvation, Genesis, and now Dark Fate. 
So we was talking about it and we was just like, all right, so salvation comes first. Terminator one, Terminator two. And then because of the events of Terminator two, it created alternate uh time rifts and shit. And that's how you get three freaking uh uh freaking Genesis and the freaking Dark Fate movie. <laughs> Yeah, it just and like put it to bed, man. It, it, you know, you whatever you want to say, jump the shark. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just time to move on. Yeah, but I, and, I, and I love the Terminator too. Yeah, I thought they did um a good job. What what I said to other people who hadn't seen it is like, if you ever seen three Salvation and Genesis, is like they took the best parts of those three movies and they kind of interwove it into the Dark Fate movie. All right. Yeah. So. Have you? How many of the other ones you've seen? Because I know you just said you hadn't seen Dark Fate, but have you seen Three Salvation and Genesis? Yes. So they took the the humanoid, like the the freaking uh, cyborg aspect of it. You know, the one they took the guy they took out of prison and made him a cyborg. Pretty much, he was like the prototype. Yeah. So they had that element in that movie. Um, the uh, from Genesis, how they had the black liquid Terminator, they took that element and they wove it into this movie, and they kind of twisted it up a little bit. They added a little oomph to it, which I kind of enjoyed. Um, and then from uh, three, I haven't se- I only seen three once, so I don't have a lot of memory to pull from that one. But I believe they took a little bit of something from three and they stuck up in there too. But just the beginning, like if you don't see nothing else from this movie, the first 10, 20 minutes is worth it to me (laughs) because I'm not going to spoil it for you because you're going to eventually see it. But like the first 20 minutes of that movie, I was just like, oh, man. (laughs) So you liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It, I took it for what it was because like a lot of people, you know, maybe you you can put yourself into that category, too, because you do a show to where you review movies. So you got to look at them in a certain way because you have to produce content on this movie to where me, I don't have that burden. I just go to the movie, turn my brain off and watch it for what it is. You know, <laughs> to me, a good movie is I forget that I have to work the next day. I kind of zone out. Mm-hmm. So is that like for you? Like if you, when you saw this movie, did you daydream and think about, Oh, I got to work tomorrow. Oh, I got to stop and pick something up. Or were you into it the whole time? I was into it the whole time. And then plus I was there with my kids and I was just like to see their reaction to the movie and everything. So I was no, that's- I was kind of back and forth between those two things. I was like, I was enjoying the movie and what I was doing, it was like trying to piece you know how I kind of explained it to you. I was just trying to piece other things from the other movies to this one and see what they took and what they didn't take and how they kind of changed the story a little bit. No, so yeah, that's good then. Yeah, to me, a good movie is I don't zone out and think about having to go to work or what I got to do, you know? I'm yeah. into it the whole time. I can't think of a movie. Of, I know I've done that before, but I can't think of nothing recently to where I was just like, I wish this shit was over. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, have you walked out on a movie? No. I fucked around in the movie because it was boring. And I can tell you there was Joe's apartment because me and my nephew was the only two motherfuckers in there. We were just running around <laughs> up and down the aisle. <laughs> so you've never walked out though, right? No, not that, not that I can recall. There's nothing that sticks out to me or I can recall on that I've ever walked out of a movie for. 
Yeah, one of the police academies, like Police Academy 30 or whatever. I remember I just walked out on it. It's like, you know, those sequels where none of the original people are left, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like and the, if there is, it's just one dude. It's like the American Pie movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I remember that. I remember there was a Rutger Hauer movie where he was under the sewers. I think it was Split Second. I walked out on that. Yeah, a lot of times it's like, it takes, I don't know, I'm kind of like numb to it. I, It's got to grab me. And there's some movies that, like, I there's uh, like 300. Mm-hmm. When I saw the trailers for that, I'm like, oh, this looks so cheesy, you know? Yeah. We will blot out the sun with our arrows, you know, all the, all the you talk about tropes and cliches. Yeah. But when I went in there and watched that movie, it got me. I got into it. Yeah. And see, and that's another thing, too, that, like, I'm a visual effects guy, man. I like special effects and all kind of crazy stuff, too, because, like, you can take a shitty ass movie, but if you got good special effects in it, I kind of like it. Yeah, so 300, yeah, exactly. 300, I mean, the, the effects in that were incredible. You know, the the, the blood and the, the the atmospheric shots they did. I love that. Another one is Training Day. Oh, yeah. Tra- Training Day just got me. I mean, I was, to me, when I'm, like, scared in a movie, like, when he was over at that party, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone was gone, and, and, you know, and they had him in the bathtub, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I was scared for that dude, man. Yeah, yeah. They had the gun to his head and everything. Yeah. The yeah, and then, he, then like, he, and, it, and what I liked about it, it's that, uh, talk about that, what comes around goes around, and you, yeah. he helped out that girl, so that came back around and got him out of that situation, but to me, that movie, I mean... That got me. That movie, I was into it. The acting, I mean, th- that was a solid movie. Mm-hmm. You got to see some um, tits in there as well that I rather enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> you had your boy um, Tuco up in there from Breaking Bad. He's like, you ever got your shit pushed in? <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, that 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 that's a good movie to me. When, when it gets you like that, when it's, you know, lack of a better word, when it gets real. That was real. Because my palm, knees weak, arms are heavy. It's vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I felt all the Eminem emotions watching that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a great movie. And I, and and back to like the you talk about the gangster. I love every gangster movie. You know, you talked about you know the Goodfellas, the yep. Casino. I love uh, Carlito's Way, uh, Scarface. You name it, American Gangster. All of them, love them. All on my shelf to my left. Right here, I like the yep. um, other one um, with John Leguizamo in it. It was uh, Empire, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- anything that has to do with that genre, I pretty much like it. You know, and you talk about John, say John Leguizamo, whatever. That dude has come up as an actor. I can remember him doing like the Pest and his some of his stand up comedy specials or whatever. And to what he is now as an actor is just like different motherfucker man he yeah i think i think he's a better actor than yeah. he is comedian i don't think he's funny but his acting is better it's kind of weird too it's kind of like martin lawrence mm-hmm. i don't like his stand-up but when he acts or he's does comedy he's incredible his physical you know comedy yeah but his stand-up i didn't really like it what's your favorite martin lawrence movie uh, <laughs> i like I, blue streak yeah. I, I love that yep, pizza yep. delivery for robert homicide <laughs> you know i i just like his dumb it's it's dumb but i like his little dancing i mean i probably the first thing i remember him in was house party yeah yeah black yeah and he kept bumping this you're bumping my mix you know they'd bang into his turntables and yeah 
No, I like so that's some people that their stand up is like or Chris Rock, for example. Yeah. I think Chris Rock stand up is good, but in a lot of movies, he's like in uh, Lethal Weapon, he's dumb, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's just like a character of his uh stand up in the movies and shit. Yeah, maybe uh I mean his acting was good in uh in uh um on uh, what's uh the city one help me out. The New York uh Oh, uh, New Jack City. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, New Jack City. That's uh, probably the they be one calling, of the, They be calling me, man. Was, <laughs> goddamn, was it Pookie or whatever the fuck? Yeah. I hadn't watched that in a while. That's on my shelf, too. I need to revisit that. <laughs> yeah, that's like I said, I love all those gangster genre movies. Yeah, buddy. So, shit, man. Uh, what, what? I mean, you've been doing the pod or broadcasting since 2013. Is there anything else that you look forward to or do you look toward to improving the show or you making it? How are you trying to make it more powerful? Well, I'd have to say our merch is powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Indeed. You have to check out our merch. And in fact, you will be receiving one of our powerful t-shirts in the mail yes. shortly. Yes. I will be rocking it's it. It's on its way. I'll be rocking it in all the hollowed halls of Walmart. It's on its way. Yep. Powerful. Red large, right? Yes, sir. Yep. So go to AmishBabyMachine.com. Check out our merch. It's a great way to support the show. And we have powerful selection. I have original designs. I got logos. I got cassette tapes. I got uh, turntables. All the retro designs I got on there. So that's one thing I'm doing with the merch. Um, Social media. I love social media. I'm on Twitter 24-7. Make sure you follow us at AmishBMachine. Basically, if you type in Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, you'll get all our stuff. Right now, we have our uh, podcast go up to YouTube, but I haven't done any video yet. I'd like to get into some video. I got some uh, comedy ideas. Word. And so that'd probably be one uh, way to like you do the you do the remotes from uh, from Walmart, and those are cool. So that's cool. The vlogging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different things. Uh, 2020s coming up, and yeah. I'm excited, and I'm uh, excited that you had me on your powerful show. Yes, I, I'm glad that you graced me with your powerfulness. No, it's it's been a great time. Yeah, I just uh, I just ask people to help support our show. Uh, tell a friend, AmishBabyMachine.com. Leave a review. Reviews help. That way, we know we're we're making quality content that you guys like. Mm-hmm. Or at least give us a chance to ignore you or something like that, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and speaking of reviews, I'm trying to hit 100 before my um, my birthday, which is March 29th. Whoa. So, I mean, I'm sitting at 73 right now. Trying Good to for it, you. Trying to make it there. Good for you. I'm going uh, to have to get on the street and panhandle. Like, I, I, you know, people get up in your DM be like, hey, man, you want to do a sub for sub or a review for review? I'm going to have to start doing that here pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, yeah, we've been getting good reviews, and I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, the your uh, fans, the Rob Zombies, will help us out. And uh, yeah, it's been great. I really appreciate you having me on this powerful podcast. Word. And as being a powerful guest on the show one time, the door is always open for you to come back to promote wow. whatever it is you're doing or I mean if you just want to come shoot the shit you know speak that powerful speak that you speak well yeah you've uh, you've expanded my mind you've uh, mentioned things you know you bring up topics and that gets you thinking about other topics and mm-hmm. 
And I appreciate that. You know, you're so well read in pop culture. It's fun talking to you. Word. I, those are kind words. Very powerful words. And I yes, they are. And they're real. Yes. Real. I don't bullshit. Everything I say is true. Yes. Real powerful. I like it. It is. <laughs> it's full of mayonnaise. You know? <laughs> I think I, I think after this podcast, I'm going to get me some Armani code, get a big, uh, go to Walmart and get the big industrial size thing of mayo. Yep. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Word. <laughs> Make sure you video it and put it on uh, Instagram too. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm uh, I need to see your uh, macaroni and cheese on Instagram too. Word, I'll go take a picture right now. DM it to you. Yes, <laughs> the world awaits. All right, two hundred powerful episodes. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for riding with me thus far to where, if you listen from episode one all the way up until now, or went back into the catalog to get up to current. Other than, you know, other than myself, there's only one person that I know at the time. Anyway, I don't know if he still listens, but a guy named Nick, he reached out to me, I think around one episode, 170 or so, and said he went back to episode one and went through the whole catalog and caught up and was current at that time. So I might have to reach out to Nick and see if uh, he want to come on the show so we can chat a little bit, because I mean, I want to know. What uh, kept him around for so long? Or made, what made him want to go back and uh, listen to the catalog? Maybe he's a completionist. Who knows? But that that's a podcast for another day. And um, I'm just glad to be here. 200 episodes in almost four years. January will be the four year anniversary. I don't have nothing special planned, but it's going to be business as usual. Anybody got any ideas they want to throw out there for episode? I mean, not episode 200, but uh the four year anniversary show. I mean, I'm open to suggestions. Last year I did a live feed and everything. I was, and I had lines open to where people can actually call in and you can go to the YouTube page and uh, find that and you can see the whole live broadcast and everything. It's just pretty much me rambling for, I think about an hour or 45 minutes with guests calling in. So might do it again this year. Who knows? But anyway, thanks to Dags from the, I'm a sh- Amish, damn, I'm slurring over words. Amish, baby, machine, pop culture podcast. One of the most powerful podcasts on the internet in the world with their powerful merch, which I just received a shirt from them, which I very much appreciate. And um, yeah, powerful conversation with powerful people. Um, just wrapped up the nerd con this weekend. Got to hang with Walker the Geek for a little bit. Um, I got to check out uh the sex and horror podcast ladies over there um hopefully there'll be a guest on the show here sometime soon in the future and i got more guests lined up for you all you know following this historic episode 200 so stay tuned keep your ears to the ground and we get more info um this show is once again sponsored by hooks rubs and spices just remember you can now get 15 percent off if you go to hooksrubsandspices.etsy.com or just go to etsy.com and search hooks, rubs and spices and you can get 15% off your order. If you use promo code random, 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 not all, not random four times consecutively, but the word singular random <laughs> and uh, get 15% off your order. Also, the Bluetooth thing is still on and popping as far as I know. You can get your first 
order shipped to you for free. No, well, I'm lying. You can get your first order for free, but you have to pay $5 shipping. So you can get your first order free. Just pay $5 shipping. Go to bluechew.com, the color blue, chew.com, and use the promo code random. And hopefully in the future, we have some more powerful uh, sponsors and everything for you to get behind so we can bring you the best value for your buck. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's all that stuff. You can also follow me on Twitter at three R show. You can also follow me on Instagram using the hashtag three R show and the hashtag Walmart log. You can see me walking around Walmart talking all manner of shit. You can follow the show or like the show on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash three R show or search the random rounds with Rob. And you can find many different ways to help support the show monetarily at randomrobcast.com where you can uh, be a Patreon for as little as a dollar. There's only two tiers on my Patreon. One dollar, you can win free stuff and, uh, you know, all kind of cool goodies. And the ten dollar tier. So if you want extra shows, extra content and everything, that's my that's my pay price, baby. You're going to have to pay for me to do extra stuff. <laughs> um, also, you can buy merchandise. Shout outs to my homeboy, Martin. He just bought a shirt from randomrobcast.com forward slash merch. And uh, you could do the same thing. You also can use Amazon links to where anytime you go to Amazon via my link, I get a kickback for everything that you buy. You don't pay extra. I just get, you know, Amazon be like, oh, they came through your link, baby. We appreciate that. Here's a little dough. <laughs> so, I mean, the best thing you can do is just hit my link. Once you get into Amazon, save that on your favorites bar. So every time you click the Amazon link, you'll be using my link. I would very so much appreciate that. And um, if you just want to give me some cash, one time thing only, you can use um, the cash app and uh, Venmo and PayPal. All the links for that is on randomrobcash.com. And that's about it on that front. But the main way, the number one way that you can help support this show and any other show that you listen to is writing those five star reviews. Currently, I sit at 78 reviews. I am trying to reach 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts by March 29th, my birthday. So we got a little ways to go and we're still kind of close, but I need your support. I need your help. Get on Apple Podcasts and write a five star review. Hey, shit. If you don't have Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate a review from anywhere that you listen from with the highest rating possible. On that note, I appreciate you all for listening. Happy 200, and I'll see you next time.